Ask a Sex Therapist podcast, helping you change the way you look at sex. I'm Heather Shannon, and in a world full of sexual censorship, I'll give you the raw truth about pleasure, intimacy in your relationships, and enjoying your body, because it's time for you to ask a sex therapist. Hey, everybody. I'm back, and we are going to talk about why self-love is annoying. (laughs) Uh, I'm laughing just because, like, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a weird thing to say. But the reason I wanted to make a self-love episode is because, you know, you hear this tossed around like all the time. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I'm kind of sick of it. You just have to love yourself first. If you just love yourself, like everything will be okay. Or, you know, then you can find love with someone else or, you know, actually really love RuPaul. But RuPaul says, you know, if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love anyone else? And I somewhat agree, but I also somewhat disagree. So we're we're going to get into some of the nuances with self-love and, you know, what does it mean and what do you need to do or not do? And do you even need to do anything or not do anything? So what I don't want, though, and why I wanted to do this episode is because I don't want this idea of I have to love myself perfectly or on a certain level where I have to sort of achieve a certain type of self-love or a manifestation of self-love. And then, then I can have a healthy relationship. Then, you know, I can be a happy person, whatever it is. And because I I almost think it becomes this like mythical thing, you know, like what is self-love? How do you know if you love yourself enough? Right? Like, I think I love myself, but like, I don't know. Like, you know, you can't like measure it. There's, you know, it's a concept, it's a construct. So I don't want us to get lost in the weeds on this construct, you know? I think there's some benefits of it, right? Maybe it encourages this idea of self care or healing. 100% on board with these things, right? And I also think it can just be like a mental obstacle. So like, let's not do that part. Okay. All right. So I want to also point out, I might've mentioned this in a different episode, but I was Buddhist for a solid 13 years until both places wound up having sex scandals, interestingly enough. But yeah, so there was, there was a lot I learned from Buddhism and now I probably follow follow Eckhart Tolle more so than anything else in terms of spirituality. And both Buddhism and Eckhart Tolle talked about, you know, this idea of like no self or non-duality. So I'm going to break that down a little bit. Okay. So we are so focused as a culture on self right? And also just like our little egos, right? Which are cute. We're not trying to get rid of them, but we're so focused on self, our self-esteem, you know, our body image, our relationships, our identity, our status, our income, our sexual orientation, our relationship status, our gender identity. So there's the, there's all these things (laughs) that we kind of grasp onto our roles, such as, you know, this is my job, 
or like I am a daughter, or I am a mother, or I'm a child, or I am a, you know, whatever. And, you know, that like that's Eckhart Tolle would say, like, that's not who we are, right? Who we are is really the self-energy, which I talked about, I think, in the emotions of sex episode, which was one of the early ones. So, you know, who we are matters on some level, right? Like we all are a little bit unique. We're all gonna express in a different way. But the idea is instead of loving ourselves, what if we just are? (laughs) So it's almost more of this like neutral concept. So instead of like, oh, I have to have like an opinion about myself or I have to have certain positive thoughts toward myself, there's kind of this concept of no self, right? Like what if we're not grasping on to all these different identities, all these different concepts that are really coming from the ego? Because then if there's no self, there's kind of like no other either, right? And just with everything that's been going on the last few years, I think it's an important concept. What if we stop othering? What if we stop gripping onto our identities, even to the idea of being right? That goes along with this as well. Then you get to this concept of non-duality where we're all one, right? It sounds very like flower child, like hippy dippy, whatever. And like it kind of is, right? That was an important revolution, you know, the whole hippie era, era for our country. And I've always said I'm like half entrepreneur, half hippie. So you're getting a little bit of my hippie side today. Yeah. But this idea really fits with internal family systems too, right? And I always think it's so fascinating when we have, you know, smart spiritual guy at Cartole, smart spiritual guy, the Buddha. And then also internal family systems, they're they're all pointing to the same thing, right? Because our self-energy is our highest, higher consciousness. And it's this spacious, I think of the spacious energy and it's infinite. And it's this idea that we're all an expression of source energy. And I'm going to do a shout out to my, one of my best friends, Melissa De Silva, who's an artist. She just posted on Instagram today about her art and like, that her art is an extension of her, but also that she is her art. And I kind of think of it like whatever you believe religiously or spiritually, like there's some sort of creative life force energy or we wouldn't exist, right? And so whatever that is, however you want to conceptualize that, we are an expression of that. And so it's kind of like we are the art of the artist and the artist is the art, right? So that, that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. So like we're all gonna we're all gonna be different types of expressions. Awesome. But really, like the essence is like we're all one. You know, this this separateness is more of an illusion. So I bring that up because self-love is kind of, you know, it's still referencing the self. And so I think it's actually it's falling slightly short for me spiritually. You know, it's still kind of attaching to all these identities and and all that stuff. So now I'm going to flip to the other side and talk about how self-love can be important. Um, So self-love is important on kind of a day-to-day basis, right? I just talked about the very, very deep level, like our essence, who we are. Now I'm going to talk more about the relative level. Like, okay, Heather, you know, we still live in this world. (laughs) We still need to function. We still need to pay our bills, right? We still need to have a job, regardless of how much we identify with it. 
So some of the ways I do think self-love can be important or the concept of self-love can be helpful to us is body appreciation. So, you know, sometimes people say they have body image problems or body dysmorphia or eating disorders. And I think body appreciation can be such an amazing tool. Um, It's something that like I really focus on quite a bit. And the, the mantra sort of that I have that you're welcome to borrow is that like our bodies are doing like 99.9% of the things amazingly at any given moment that we're alive. Like just to keep us alive, they're doing so many complex things at the same time. And just like, we're like walking miracles, right? So I think when we look at it on that level to then be like, oh my God, I look kind of chubby today or like I don't feel sexy (laughs) or whatever. Not to dismiss that, that's still your experience. It's still something to work through. But I think really focusing on body appreciation can help put that in perspective for us, you know, where it's like, maybe it's okay if I don't have my eyelash extensions on today. I'm not talking about me because I don't wear them, but you know, or maybe it's okay if I'm not wearing the most flattering outfit to the gym, or maybe it's okay if I'm not having like my best hair day in my opinion, right? Because my body is still a miracle. So I think it's just about perspective and So often, like working with clients on, you know, negative thoughts about their bodies, you know, not feeling sexy, not feeling like anyone's ever going to love them. You know, it's like we're losing sight of the miracle of existence, which we are a part of. So kind of like extra spiritual today. I didn't know I was going to get into all this. I also think this comes into play for me as a a sex therapist with genital self-love because I definitely grew up being like, oh, like vaginas are weird or like vulvas. I didn't even know the word vulva. I didn't think I knew the word vagina until I was like nine. (laughs) But, you know, it was like, oh, like, oh, that's weird or whatever. And there was something about like penises are just out there and they're just like a, you know, just a a phallic thing. And it's just there where I think, you know, vaginas and vulvas seem a little more mysterious. And you're like, what's going on there? And then you kind of like hear things about like smell and then like periods being like whatever, whatever, and not fun and no one likes them and cramps and, you know, and then people making jokes about women being hormonal and how that's like, you know, oh, they get crazy around the period or I can tell blah, blah, blah. So just all these little comments that we make in society, you know, I see a lot of women that have not a great relationship with their genitals, don't want to touch their genitals, kind of uncomfortable with masturbation maybe. Um, And it it does get in the way of their sex life. And I think the more we can realize that our genitals, regardless of, you know, what genitals you have, are still part of your miraculous human body, right? And our sexuality is also part of our miraculous human body. So I just kind of want everyone to listen to this and kind of be like, wow, I'm a goddamn miracle. Like if everyone could feel that way, I'd feel so happy. (laughs) So let me know if this is doing anything for you. But also masturbation, right? I think so many people are brought up thinking, you know, oh, masturbation's bad. You know, all these messages are kind of implanted in us from society, from religion, school, family, church, whatever. And what if, you know, masturbation and orgasm are just great and healthy and like part of how the body works and maybe a different aspect, you know? And I look at it in terms of the internal family systems parts work. You know, we have some parts that are running our daily lives. We have lots of parts that are like trying to be responsible, trying to be productive, trying to be good enough, 
you know, feeling pressure, feeling anxiety and, and managing all of that. And then the sexual parts can feel so different, I think, but it's so interesting to explore those. And sometimes does involve some shadow work for people, which is this idea that, you know, not everything's rainbows and sunshines, nor does it have to be. And we can be kind of these complex beings that maybe we've got some parts that feel like rainbows and sunshine, and we've got other parts that are dark, even dark humor, right? Dark aspects of our sexuality. <clears throat> and that doesn't always have to be bad, right? We want to make sure that we're being consensual with other people, you know, consenting adults is kind of the only requirement. I think educated, risk aware. We talked about that in a different episode too, right? Risk aware consenting adults is what I would say. But then beyond that, it's like, okay, cool. Like enjoy yourselves, explore these other parts of you, explore these other aspects of who you are. <coughs> All right. One other thing I want to say is that our relationships are going to mirror whatever psychodramas we have going on. So Whatever beliefs we have about ourselves, whatever beliefs we have about relationships, we act those out in our relationships, which is so, just so fascinating. And I will say it's much easier to see it with other people. So if you're kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about, Heather, <laughs> I am drama free and so perfect. Look at your friends, look at your family members, because you're going to see it right? You're going to see somebody who's using sex for validation. You're going to see somebody who maybe doesn't even like the person they're with that much, but just really likes the attention. Um, you're going to see people who are, you know, sticking in relationships that like really aren't working for them on some levels. Um, you're going to see people avoiding relationships who, you know, want to be on in them in some way, maybe don't want to be vulnerable or don't want to be so invested and, you know, it doesn't feel safe for them. So if you don't see it with yourself, yet <laughs> see what you notice with other people right and when you can kind of observe relationships and you know i get to do this for a living too which is cool you can also see that you attract people who are, are at a similar level of functioning who are at a similar level of consciousness to you and this is not to say that like oh some people are like so advanced but the idea is actually that you're 100 lovable regardless of like where you're at with healing things or still enacting psychodramas and stories you have about yourself and relationships. And this is where I also want to share that a big point I wanted to make with this episode is that you don't have to love yourself first, right? Sometimes you see other people who are struggling with issues and you're able to love them and you're able to see like, wow, like they're in it and they're like trying and they're working through things and they're kind of a hot mess, but it's like this beautiful mess. And they have so much to offer and give, even though they are a little messy right now. And then sometimes it's like, oh, <laughs> that applies to me too. What? I get it now. And so I had that experience, you know, I was in a 12-step program for, I don't know, seven years or something like that. I thought I'd be in it forever. And then I just kind of moved in a different direction. But <clears throat> you know, it was through that program where I was able to see other people and it was the food program. I was able to see other people struggling with food and overeating and how hard they would be on themselves sometimes. And it was actually through that, that I was like, stop being so hard on yourself. Like, it's okay. Like how you eat does not define your worth, right? Like whether or not you're struggling with alcohol does not define your worth. You know, maybe you have a porn addiction that does not define your worth. 
I want to say that again. Like if you, whatever vice you have going on, whatever addiction you have going on, it does not define your worth. Your bank account does not define your worth. Your weight does not define your worth. Your relationship status does not define your worth. Okay. But for me, I was able to kind of learn that from the outside in. And so that's where I kind of feel like when we focus too much on self-love, we're kind of making it seem like it's this one directional thing where first you have to be in this place of self-love, then you can experience all these things from the outside in, right? But it could be first you love someone else and you learn from that, kind of like I did in my 12-step experience, or first somebody loves you and it's like, oh. Maybe I am lovable. Maybe I can be as kind to myself about my body, for example, this is a common one, as my partner is. I think our partners usually like our bodies, and I think we're usually kind of jerks to ourselves, on average, in general. All right. And then I've mentioned this, but I want to reiterate. I do encourage self-energy, that higher consciousness, that inner security, that kind of not abandoning ourselves. But I also believe other people can help. And I also believe we can do this from the outside in. So uh, I'm actually going to have a guest in the semi-near future who will talk more about this concept of feeling good from the outside in. So it could be the clothes we wear. It could be, you know, getting a haircut, some kind of little makeover thing. Could be dressing just more in alignment with your personality, kind of expressing the real you more on a day-to-day basis. And that kind of alignment, I think, actually taps into our self-energy. So basically, the great news is everything leads you in the right direction. (laughs) So whether you're kind of building security from the inside out, from the outside in, in your love for other people and receiving love from other people, it's all good and it all works. So I am going to link in the show notes to... uh, Eckhart Tolle video on direct experiencing. And the idea here is that, you know, when we're directly experiencing, we're not turning everything into a concept. We're not grasping onto these labels and these identities. And I'm actually going to do a whole episode on, on that concept too, labels and identities, you know, but we're just being, you know, we're kind of like using our senses. We're taking it in without having to label. So even if you see a tree, it's not just like, oh, there's a green tree and the leaf looks like this. And if I drew it, I would do it like this. Or, you know, we're not analyzing. It's not like studying. It just could be, wow. And that's it. (laughs) There's like a sense of awe, right? Even labeling it a tree is a concept. So anyways, Eckhart says it much better than me. So check it out. But yeah, realize that self is kind of a concept. It's a little bit of an illusion. And if you're struggling with self-concept, that could be good news for you too. We're like, maybe you just kind of let go a little bit of the concept of self and see if that works for you. So thank you all for listening so much. And I will catch you next week. Are you feeling stuck or shameful in your sex life? You can have an authentic and pleasurable sex life, and it doesn't have to be a huge downer to figure it out. Through my holistic coaching program, you'll become a pro at sexual communication, get clear on what does it for you in the bedroom, 
learn how to manage libido, and become more confident and comfortable in your skin than ever before. Go to heathershannon.co, again, that's heathershannon.co, and click apply to get started. I can't wait to work with you.